everybody jesse cast here with you for another brand new episode of the believe in clippers podcast right here on the believe podcast network thanks so much for tuning us in on another week as we continue to navigate a world without sports without basketball of course so we'll try to give you all the entertainment that we can for this week on the believe in clippers podcast as always if you enjoy the show please rate review and subscribe on apple and we are also available wherever else podcasts are found including stitcher google play TuneIn, spotify and iheart and follow us at Believe.com, where there are over 200 shows available on the platform to keep you thoroughly entertained through this dry period in terms of sports. And also be sure to follow the social media handles at well, at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to give you everything you need from the network. So be sure to follow all of those. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass for any and every update on this podcast and anything dealing with the Clippers as well. So with all of that said, we are here on a brand new episode. As we said, as we continue to find new ways to keep ourselves entertained during this quarantine period, we hope that if you are working whatever you're doing, working from home, being safe, staying healthy, and obviously thinking about all those who have been affected by the coronavirus, we'll continue to to work through this and get through this, and on the sports side of things, hopefully get back to basketball and other sports Uh, sooner than later, but we'll see as it's just a a waiting game right now. But for the Clippers, during this waiting period, they do appear to be remaining active, which is very encouraging and exciting. If we do get back to NBA basketball at some point in the next couple of months, we heard from Doc Rivers this week, we heard from Paul George this week, and now Patrick Beverly, all through the Clippers' social media accounts, just talking about trying to stay safe, be in their houses, and being antsy and ready to go for when whenever this is over, whenever basketball can continue. And it seems like the new motto and the new theme for the Clippers is win the weight, which means for them, staying ready, staying fit, staying in the best shape possible. They talked about being the the most well-conditioned team during this off period. And it seems like the way that they're trying to do that is pretty much what most other people are doing in their jobs as well. And that's through video conferencing and through Zoom, whether it's Zoom, Google Hangouts, whatever the Clippers seem to be using Zoom, And they are doing that to hold individual, quote-unquote, group workouts where they're working out as a team virtually and doing that pretty much on a daily basis, trying to keep themselves ready and in shape. Hopefully for a lot of these guys, they have basketball hoops or gyms within their own houses or their own areas that they can go to and still shoot on their own. We know that teams are not allowed to go to their respective practice facilities, so it's pretty much whatever you have in your own vicinity and area is what each and every team and player is working with. So for the Clippers, it's encouraging to hear that they are still in contact with each other. They're still finding ways to work out. And and probably most importantly, keep building that team camaraderie. We know that this team has been really close, despite some of the early reports from early on in the year of some tension. They've really dispelled that throughout the season. And these guys like each other. The fact that they're continuing to build that camaraderie, especially for the guys that came on pretty recently, Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson, now Joakim Noah into the fold as well. Just have these guys continue to feel like they're comfortable, they're welcome within the group. So I think it can only help during this time period. As we said, we don't know how long this is going to last. So the fact that these guys are in contact, working out together, and still being able to continue to build that camaraderie, as we said, is, is really exciting. And we'll see if that can lead to anything going forward whenever we get basketball back. And when we do, 
it'll be interesting to see what the NBA employs. You know, we it could be likely June when we get back to basketball, if that. And then what does the NBA do in terms of their schedule? Do they go back and finish the the final 20-so games of the regular season? Does that get cut down and shortened to 5 or 10? Or do we just go straight to the playoffs in some kind of tournament where we've, we've heard things thrown around from various players and people around the league where it could be a shorter first and second round, a best out of three, which would obviously be really advantageous for the lower seeds looking for an upset. Anytime you can shorten a series, it gives a little more variance and makes it a little tougher. But personally, I would be really, really against shortening the playoff series, even when we do come back, regardless if the season has to push into August or September, whatever it is. I think that, as I said, shortening the series, it might bring a little more excitement for the lower-seeded teams, but for the teams that have worked so hard throughout the year and that have clearly earned their spots as some of the top seeds, of course, one of those teams being the Clippers, but you throw in the Lakers, of course, being the top seed in the West, the Bucks in the East, you know, those teams probably aren't in danger in the first round of an upset, but you never know. If you shorten a series, especially after what is likely a long, long layoff, anything can really be possible, and while that builds excitement, you're really taking away the advantage that is built for these teams that have really earned it. So I think if possible, you got to keep the series what they are. Best out of seven, out of seven, out of seven. Uh, obviously, everything's best out of seven now. We used to have the first round best out of five. I think that would probably be as far as I would want to push it. Best out of five, maybe in the first round, go back to the, to the 1990s basketball. But if you do that, you got to bring back the NBA and NBC theme song. So uh, we'll see how the NBA does it when it comes back. I do think the ideas, which we kind of touched on a little bit last week as well, of potentially playing games in one or two centralized locations and have all these teams pretty much staying in the same area so they can be monitored and contained and make sure that no one has the virus, everyone is healthy and clean and clear and ready to go. That probably is the most likely scenario, I think, at this point with the idea of fans in the stands really not a realistic possibility, it seems like, anymore this season. I, I You know, we've heard things floated around maybe Las Vegas. Of course, there's the Thomas and Mack Center. There's the T-Mobile Arena. There's the MGM gym where they play the Pac-12 tournament. There's the Orleans Arena. There's a lot of basketball gyms in the area of Vegas. Of course, big casinos, which are empty right now. This is potentially an area where you can get all these teams in, have a very limited space and closed-off area, and be able to play all these games together, which would be really cool. It would give a the AAU vibe back, which all these players have gone through for the most part. And it would give you the ability with multiple gyms in the area, the ability to do those series as they should be, the longer series, where even though when you're in one area, all these teams pack together, it seems like it'd be tough to find the right times and fit everything together and make it work properly. But I think if you find an area like that, it doesn't have to be Vegas, but that's just one example. If you find an area like that where you can comfortably fit everyone in, make sure you have them clear and tested and healthy, uh, that I feel like would be the best scenario, especially with no fans. It doesn't really matter at that point where you're playing. There's going to be no real home court advantage for any team, no fan advantage. It's just going to be the players on the court, the staffs, and of course the refs. And that would be one of the more interesting things that I'd be looking forward to seeing in an empty gym. We know that the refs have a tough job no matter what, Players are always going to make their voices heard and complain and, and be vocal, which they would obviously do in an empty arena as well. But seeing a game without a crowd, would the refs be less affected by a crowd? We've seen certain games throughout the years. We see it every year 
a home court whistle where the crowd can really affect how an official calls the game. With that not in play, how are the games called? Do certain players get less benefit of the doubt? Do they get more? Is it the same? I think that would be really interesting, interesting to see. And on top of that, while it is much better with an excited, full house of fans where that's really a big part of the game, I think seeing these guys in kind of their beginning element and just playing the game, we get to hear them on the court, no really need to be mic'd up. We'd probably hear everything, which would be great. So while there's plenty to be disappointed about, if they can get back to playing, that would be amazing. So we'll hope that that's the case. We'll see how they continue to go about it. But clearly the Clippers on their end of things, doing what they can and all they can, having these Zoom meetings, working out together and trying to stay as ready as possible. So uh, we'll see if they can continue to do that and we'll see whenever we get basketball back. But we do have some semblance of some basketball kind of on the video game side. An NBA 2K tournament amongst players coming up. We're going to discuss that. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, True Classic Tees. This podcast is brought to you by True Classic Tees. Hey guys, I know it's tough out there staying at home, working from home so much, but the best way to do that is to do it in comfort. Formal wear is out, and the t-shirt reigns supreme right now, and no better way to do that than the rockin' new True Classic Tees, the new LA-based company on the rise. Most importantly, their t-shirts are soft, they hold up in the wash, and they're incredibly versatile. You can wear them out, of course, you can wear them in, especially around these times, you can wear them all around the house. And the best part, they're incredibly cheap, only $15, and now you can get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code BLEAV for 20% off. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. And as we dive back into it here on the Believe in Clippers podcast, we know there's no NBA basketball going on, but there is, as we previously mentioned before the break, an NBA 2K Players Tournament that is going on. 16 NBA players ranked on their NBA 2K player rating. So the best player is the one seed. That's Kevin Durant, ranked to 96 overall. And he'll take on the 16 seed, Derek Jones Jr., a 78 overall. And there are two Clippers involved in the tournament. So that's why we're going to bring this up a little bit. Patrick Beverly, the 14 seed, also a 78 overall. And then Montrez Harrell in that tough 8-9 matchup. An 85 overall matched up with DeMontis, DeMontis Sabonis, rather, who's also an 85. And kind of interesting that they got matched up with each other just for the simple fact that they're both similar type of players, bruising inside, really great around the rim. Both block shots well as well. Sabonis a little bit stronger rebounder. Harrell a little bit better scorer off the dribble. But these two connected from last year. They were two of the three finalists for six man of the year, which was, of course, won by... A fellow Clipper, Lou Williams, but Trez and Sabonis already with that little mini rivalry of being two of the best six men in the year. Sabonis, of course, has moved into the starting lineup since then, but uh, two guys with similar skill sets, and we'll see how their 2K skill sets match up, but they'll be in the 8-9 matchup, and the winner of that will play the winner of the Kevin durant Derek Jones Jr. matchup. We mentioned Beverly. He's a 14 seed on the other side of the bracket. He'll take on Hassan Whiteside, who's a three seed and an 87 overall. And that's kind of wild. Let's just touch on that for a second. How is Hassan Whiteside an 87 overall? And in what world is Hassan Whiteside better than either Montres Harrell or DeMontis Sabonis? Those guys are the 8-9. We have Devin Booker, who's also worlds better than Hassan Whiteside, as is Donovan Mitchell. So 2K already 
showing off its uh, very odd and misranked players, as Whiteside is more likely in a double-digit range in ranking than a 3 seed. That's actually wild, just seeing that kind of blowing my mind right now. Uh, but he is the 3 seed, and Patrick Beverly will take him on in the first round. Mentioned some of the other players involved. Devin Booker's a 5 seed. He'll play against Michael Porter Jr. And Donovan Mitchell, a 4 seed, will play against Rui Hachimura. And then on the other side of the bracket, the one that involves Beverly. Trey Young, the 2 seed, against Harrison Barnes, the 15. The 7 seeded Zach Levine against the 10 seed DeAndre Ayton. And then Andre Drummond, the 6 seed, against DeMarcus Cousins, the 11 seed. So we'll see how this goes. It'll be interesting to see how it's actually set up, which teams these all these players are. Do they all play with their own teams? For instance, does Harrell play with the Clippers? Does Sabonis play with the Pacers? Do they play with their own individually set up teams, with their own individual my career players? Uh, unknown. We'll find out uh, as this thing airs tonight. But uh, it will be interesting. Say if Harrell and Beverly each make it, would they both play with the Clippers? And would they both just be wearing different team color jerseys? Who knows? But really, that's all we have to hang on to right now with no real basketball going on. But that's the bracket we have in front of us. So with no knowledge of how good these players are, real expertise about their skill sets, Let's give our predictions for the NBA 2K Players Tournament, and we'll start on the left side of the bracket with the one seed, Kevin Durant on the left side against Derrick Jones Jr. I'll give the nod, the slight edge to Kevin Durant. I think you look at the fact he's been rehabbing, he's probably had a lot of time, especially early on in his injury with the Achilles, to having to be off his feet, immobile, a lot of time to practice and play 2K. So I'll give Durant... The edge in that one in the 8-9 matchup. Got to go with our guy Montrez Harrell over DeMontis Sabonis. Anyone who follows Montrez, we've seen that he'll put out things on his Instagram every now and again about starting a Madden League, a 2K League. So I think Trez has a great skill set, and I think he's got a chance to go far. So we'll go Trez advancing as well. Then we move on to Devin Booker and Michael Porter Jr. I'll again go higher seed, going Booker with the 5. Then we have Donovan Mitchell against Rui Hachimura. I'm going to go with our first upset here in the bracket. Going to go the 13 seed, Rui Hachimura. Both the young guys, both probably have played a lot of 2K, but I think Hachimura, a little younger, fresher out of college at Gonzaga. I think he's got the edge here, so we'll go Hachimura on that matchup. We move over to the other side of the bracket, Trey Young and Harrison Barnes. I'm going to go with the youngster, Trey Young. I think he's got the edge there. We'll move to Zach Levine and DeAndre Ayton. I'll go with Zach Levine. A lot of these higher seeds taking the taking the edge right now. Move down to Andre Drummond and DeMarcus Cousins. I'm going to go with Cousins. He's had a lot of time on the injured reserve over the last couple of years and a lot of time to practice. We'll go with Cousins there as the 11 seed with the upset. And then Hassan Whiteside and Patrick Beverly. Let's go with our guy, Patrick Beverly. So the 14 seed moves on on that side of the bracket. That puts us into the quarterfinals. We move back over the one seed, Kevin Durant. Against the 8-seed Montrez Harrell, it's got to be Montrez once again. Trez pulling the upset, keeping the Clipper train moving forward into the semifinals. He will face, we're going to go with the upset again, Rui Hachimura taking down Devin Booker, setting up a semifinal of Harrell and Hachimura. And then on the right side of the bracket, go Trey Young over Zach Levine and our guy Patrick Beverly over DeMarcus Cousins. Two Clippers in the semifinals, let's go. And then we get our final four, Harold and Hachimura, Trey Young and Patrick Beverly. Going to go Montrez into the finals over Hachimura. 
And I do think this will be where Patrick Beverly's journey comes to an end. It'll be Trey Young into the final. And then we got Trez and Trey. We're going to go Montrez Harrell, our winner of the NBA 2K Players Tournament. You heard it here first. Lock in your bets. BetOnline.ag. That's another sponsor for our show. Put it in there. It's your surefire pick here on the Believe Podcast Network. Harrell to win it all over Trey Young. So lock it in now here as we find absolute nonsense to talk about on the Believe in Clippers podcast. But hope that you're enjoying it here. Harold will win it. Lock it in here on the Believe in Clippers podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. While you're waiting this out at home, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. With no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. But BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. And sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts, American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and their $750,000 poker series. There's still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. Bet online. The fun never ends. And that's going to do it for this very short and sweet episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. We're also available wherever podcasts are found. Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart, and also Believe.com. So with all of that said, thank you again for tuning in. We will be continuing to have this podcast roll along. We'll bring in some great guests over the coming weeks, so be sure to subscribe as we keep this thing moving along on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks again for tuning in here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Clips. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.